Episode 7 of the Yankee Chambers Podcast, presented by us, because we don't have a sponsor yet. Matt Ledoux, Joey LaFranca. How you doing, Matt? I'm good. I'm seeing Baby G hit some bombs today, so yeah, making me feel good. Couple gla- days, couple Glaber days going on. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm looking forward to him having a bounce back year after last season. So, well, I mean, the whole narrative with him last year was everybody was saying, you know, he didn't come into shape because he didn't really know when the season was actually going to get underway. Which I still, I still one thing that I have to say about that is I get the whole, I get the, I get the concept, I get the thought process of he didn't come into, he didn't come into the season last year in shape because he didn't know when the season was going to get underway. But I feel like when you're a professional athlete, no matter what. You just have to be ready to go whenever you can't like you can't say after the fact, oh, well, I wasn't ready to go because I didn't know when the season was going to start. Like you literally get paid to play baseball. You got to be in shape. That's like your body is the tool like you have to take care of your body. And that was one thing. I mean, that's just like a thing. I I wasn't I wasn't planning on <laughs> saying that at the start of this episode. But I mean, I've, I've heard that so many times now. People are saying, well, he wasn't ready to get into key. He wasn't ready last year because he didn't know when camp was going to start, blah, 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 blah. Well, well, come on, you know, get, get, get going. You know, you have to, you have to be ready to go when you're a professional athlete. You heard it from Garrett Cole too. Actually, when ESPN came out with their player rankings, their top hundred player rankings, that was one of the things mentioned um, alongside Garrett Cole's name. A lot of the Yankees uh, actually, they, talked about that not knowing when the season was going to start and to me I just thought that that was part of the downfall from last season is because yeah you could see as a whole that maybe they didn't completely buy in and maybe it's unfair to say that but I feel like as a team where you play for an organization that it's championship or bust every year no matter what product you're putting on the field you the last thing that not only the organization wants to hear, but your fan base wants to hear is, well, we were in the state of a pandemic and we didn't know when we were going to come back. Did the Dodgers have that excuse? Did the Rays have that excuse? And to say I was shocked when those comments came out from Torres, and it sounds like a, a joke, but when the whole, when baseball went on a hiatus, it was like all he was doing was gaming and putting that on his Instagram story. So yeah, you could have felt too good about it, but he does look to be in better shape this year. Uh, there is oh, a game. Cat, can you hear my cat again? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the cat is back. <laughs> he's going to be a staple here. Of, uh, he is like, I think he's actually cat. becoming a really nice part of the pod now. <laughs> he's really, it seems like he's really upset today. I don't know why. <laughs> But continue, but continue going on with what you're saying. There, there is a game going on right now, and Glaber Torres has gone deep twice. I also just saw on my phone that Mike Ford, Joel Franca's favorite New York Yankee, just went deep as well. Uh, yeah. Mike Ford will not be on the opening day roster. Thank God. Yeah, uh, well, and, and, speaking, and speaking of that, I mean, maybe Mike Ford will have a little bit more of an opportunity now because we just learned that Luke Voigt will be out for at least a little bit with a, with a torn meniscus. And it's funny that, I mean, it's not funny. You know what I mean though, that the past week or so, I was like, has Luke Voigt not been playing of late? And I, I thought to myself, what's going on? And now it all makes a little bit more sense. And for the, <laughs> the one thing that I found really concerning looking at different things that was on my Twitter today 
was people were the Yankee, the, the Yankee organization themselves said they didn't know what was going on with Luke Voigt until today. What? That doesn't make any sense. Um, but that, like, we've been talking for what? the past, I mean, really, since, since the beginning of when we started this, we were talking about how is Jay Bruce going to play a role on the team? Well, now he's going to be the starting first baseman for the foreseeable future. And I think the one thing that I would say about Jay Bruce is – we, you know, spring training is one thing. You get to see a sample size of a guy, but you never really, if you let a guy go, you're like, oh man, I wish we really could have seen what he was like during, you know, the regular season for a little bit. Then we could really got, because I don't care what anybody says about spring training. Like you can only take spring training for so much. You can only, it only has so much worth. You know, the real, the real, the real test is when you're actually in the season. Um, but now the Yankees obviously will hold on to Jay Bruce, which is, which is awesome. Um, I think it's a good lefty bat, good, good veteran presence, which is also good. And, um, you know, obviously when Luke Voigt comes back, that's his spot. Um, you know, it's Jay Bruce is not going to, uh, Wally Pip, uh, <laughs> you know, um, Luke Voigt or anything like that. But, you know, I think, I think the main thing right now, as far as Voigt's issue is concerned is I feel bad for him because would have been really nice to see what he could have done in a full season this year coming off of a, um, you know, obviously a, a great year last year where he led the American League in, in homers. Um, but at, at the same time, I'm hoping I'm hoping that Jay Bruce does prove to actually be worth, um, you know, he does prove his worth, I should say, um, because other than Jay Bruce, I mean, yeah, can you move DJ to first base? Sure, um, if, you, if you need to in a pinch. But the Yankees don't really have that much depth at first base if you think about it. And that's what you mentioned that Jay Bruce isn't going to replace, isn't here to replace Luke Voigt. And he had already said that in an interview today. Do you at all think that, say, Jay Bruce comes out of the gates and he's on fire and he's, you yeah. know, hitting for a high average, similar, maybe not to um, the extreme that DJ LeMahieu came out on fire to? Because if you remember in 2019, DJ LeMahieu was signed as a – he was going to be a utility guy. He was going to play a lot, yeah. but he play everywhere. He wasn't going to be this guy that the Yankees looked at this past offseason and were like, we have to bring him back. Yep. Do you look at Jay Bruce, say he comes out of the gates hot, and then Luke Voigt comes back, the Yankees not exactly plugging Luke Voigt in right away and allowing Jay Bruce – riding the hot hand, I'll say that. Because we've seen it in the past – yeah, other position players. No, I I think the the main thing, and I I was kind of going I was kind of going to say this too. The main thing I see Jay Bruce as right now is obviously he's going to be he's going to be the starter. Um, and then if you look at some of the like the legendary Yankee teams, especially in the late nineties, Daryl Strawberry was coming off the bench. You know, is is Jay Bruce Daryl Strawberry? No, but. You know, or maybe he is. I don't know. I don't, maybe we'll see. We'll see what happens this year. But I, I think, to put it simply, the more depth, the better. Um, and especially for the Yankees at first base, because the Yankees really got set back as far as first base is concerned when Greg Bird didn't pan out. Really, if you think of, because Greg Bird was supposed to be the guy. He was, if you remember, he was he was lumped in with like Sanchez as like you know the the baby bombers. He was the first um, yeah. And, and then it never really, and then it never really came to be. 
So, I mean, I think as far as Jay Bruce is concerned, I'm actually, I'm, you know, I'm not excited that Luke Boy got hurt, but I'm excited that I'm excited that Jay Bruce is going to get an opportunity because now we can really see what he can do. We'll see him in regular season games. We'll see what he's about. And, you know, who, who knows what will happen moving forward. Also, too, I mean, you never can rule out if Jay Bruce is tearing it up and then Luke Boyd comes back and then there's kind of a log jam at first base. Yeah, you turn Jay, you, you trade Jay Bruce and maybe you get a bullpen arm or, you know, something, something like that. Um, but, I mean, that's a – I think we're, we're approaching at that point an embarrassment of riches situation, which the Yankees have definitely seen in the past at times. Um, but I'm hoping – that you know, moving moving forward, that Jay Bruce can certainly at least you know fill fill the void, and I think that lefty bat will 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 do wonders at, at Yankee Stadium. Yeah, and other roster moves today. Derek Dietrich was let go uh, or released. He probably... would have loved to have seen him in a Yankee uniform because I think it, just his his spunk and pizzazz would have been really fun, and I think the fans would have loved that. But I mean, he had a terrible spring. Yeah, outside of uh, outside of like he hit a walk off home run or something, and I don't even remember that actually. It was very <laughs> early in spring. Okay, I, he he posted some uh, think some posts on Instagram about how much he loved playing for the Yankee organization or whatever. Mm. It was kind of weird. I'm like, you've been here, you know, for two <laughs> weeks. So, but he got let go, or he probably opted out, and maybe another team will pick him up. Uh, Robinson Chirinos which I don't think he had really any shot at making the roster. I feel, I feel bad for him though. I, I think, I think he might've had a, I think he, I mean, <laughs> Agashioka has stunk this spring. Stunk. Ex Astro. I can't, he, can't feel sorry yeah, for that, him. Well, yeah, that too. I'm telling you this though. Higgy right now couldn't hit the hat. He couldn't hit the hat off his head right now. It's concerning. Yeah. I mean, I, I, the Yankees catcher position, especially if Gary Sanchez continued, because Gary has not had, you know, after a little bit of a start, he's been slumping pretty bad. The Yankees catcher position is turning into like a pitcher slot in a National League lineup. That's really what that's really what it's turning into. I guess they're Aaron Boone is he's loved what he's seen from Austin Wells. And again, we're not going to sit here and say Austin Wells should Gary Sanchez uh, going to another slump this year. We're not going to sit here and say Austin Wells, who was drafted a year ago, he should <laughs> replace him. But future-wise or timeline-wise, if you're looking, you know, a year or two down the line, I think Austin Wells is a guy that you could plug in there, and maybe that solves your problem long term. Yeah. You hope it's Sanchez for maybe the next three to four years, but yeah. with the way everything's going, it doesn't seem it's going to be that way. How long do you give Gary Sanchez this year, by the way, before you maybe pull the plug on him? Two months, probably. I was going to say, I, I would give him. I mean, that's if you think about it, I mean, if, if you do April and May, you know, we're talking they play about, what, 50-some-odd games over that stretch. That's almost as many games as they played last, last, year. last yeah. year. So you're talking about a season's worth of sample size in the condensed season last year. And then you're talking about, you know, a good, a good you know, fifth. It's, it's funny when you think about it, the baseball season is so long, but you have 50 games just over the course of the first two months. If you don't see anything from Gary over the course of that time, I mean, they're going to, they're going to have to figure something out because like you said, Yankees are in win now mode. They are in, you know, it's championship or bust for them. And if they don't have production at the catcher position and, for Gary, it's not like he's this defensive wizard. He has to hit. That's what makes him who he is. 
Um, and if he's not providing value in the batter's box, then that's not bringing anything that's not, else to the table. There's, there, yeah, there, he's not bringing anything else to the table. And for the, <laughs> if I hear one more time that like Gary Sanchez is good at framing pitches, I'm going to freaking jump off a bridge. It's like, I don't care. It's just, <laughs> and also too, with the, you know, we're not that far away from, you know, these automated strike zones and stuff like that. Not going to matter. Then, then the whole, pit, you know, framing pitches thing is going to be thrown out the window. That stat's going to mean nothing. Um, so I, 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 that's, that's my take on Gary. I, I don't know. What do you, what do you think about two months? Yeah, I was going to, I would say, I've heard people say they give him all of April. I'd, I'd give him all, all of April. I'd give him all of April and maybe all of May to middle of May because we've seen obviously the weather in New York for the month of April isn't the greatest. It's Do you see what the weather than... is supposed to be on opening day, by the way? No, what's it looking like? It's like 30 degrees. <laughs> exactly. And I'm sure you saw Stanton when he came over struggle and then once yes. the weather heated up, and it sounds stupid, but when the weather heated up. These guys was... aren't used to it. Yeah. So, yeah, they're playing in Tampa Bay for yeah. a month and a half. Well, and, so, a lot, and a lot of those – and a lot of – sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but a lot of those guys too, they're, <laughs> none, of, none of them are from, like, the air. Like, yeah. a lot of baseball players are not from areas where it's cold. You know? yeah. <laughs> that, that's the main thing. But, yeah, go, go ahead with your point. I give him all of April just because the weather won't be the greatest, and I'm sure trying to go up and put together good at-bats when, like you said, it's 30 degrees outside – Probably not the easiest thing to do. Uh, and depending on how it goes, if it's really bad, middle of May, and depending if he's teetering uh, one way or the other, I'd say April and May. And after that, you hope he's hitting and you live with the results. If not, you have to find your alternative, um, this your alternative plug there, because whether it's going to be Higgy or – something outside the organization we'll have to see they're close to being done with Gary Sanchez they took calls with him last trade deadline as well as this offseason so he's on very he's on thin ice right now oh absolutely by the way I pulled up the weather in the Bronx next week so Thursday which is supposed to be opening day 44 is the high winds 15 to 25 miles an hour chance of rain 40 percent uh, showers in the morning with some clearing in the afternoon so we might who knows maybe we won't even see opening day on when opening day is supposed to be um, but then for the rest of the week uh, Friday next week 43 degrees but completely sunny so and then Saturday and Sunday you get 50 degrees on Saturday 61 degrees on Sunday no rain in the forecast for either of those days so not too bad there um, but yeah I mean remember what was it yeah it was the first year we got Stan. He, 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 he ran onto the field and it looked like he was an Eskimo. You yeah. know, he, he was, <laughs> it was like 45 degrees out, which, you know, to, to, I mean, people like you and I, 45 degrees is balmy. I mean, that's almost shorts weather. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, for these, for these, yeah, exactly. For these guys though, it's not, that's not the case. Um, so yeah, it's going to be interesting to see that, but one of the things we definitely wanted to talk about on this episode specifically was, um, you know, with opening day coming up, um spring training is winding down um there are definitely some concerns as far as the Yankees are concerned um but Matt what do you think are uh some of the main things that you would have uh to uh worry about for the Yankees right now I mean they're you know hitting is definitely one thing that I will bring up a little bit later but I'll let you go first 
So like Joe said, obviously it's spring training and you don't want to read too much into it. Um, but spring, it's a good enough sample size for you to be able to um, pick up some things that you may or may not be concerned about. The pitching has been great. Yeah. We know what that rotation will look like now that Garcia has been uh, optioned to AAA. But a concern of mine, and I know I disagreed with you to an extent last episode, but I watched the two games against uh, Philadelphia this week or last week, and then last night against Baltimore and against two really tough arms. I think they went they went against Zach Wheeler one night and maybe Aaron Nola the next night. Yankee offense was shut down. And that is always been a concern of mine when it comes to the postseason because the Yankees rely on home runs and anything in between that. It's whatever. Home runs and walks. And for the past uh, couple seasons, we've seen that lead to them leaving men on base. That's always going to be a concern of mine. The offense has to hit against yeah. big-time pitching. Because when it comes time, when you're in the postseason, you're not going against Detroit. You're not going against Baltimore or Toronto or Kansas City. You're going against Verlander and Giolito and Sale and those guys that are some of the best uh, players at their position. And the Yankees have, to an extent, proven that they can get to those guys a little bit. But as far as stringing hits together and getting big hits in big spots, they haven't. And I've seen a little bit of that this spring that causes for raises some concern for me. Uh, another thing, like you said, Gary Sanchez, and this isn't, you know, we aren't going to sit here and try to bash Gary Sanchez all year because mm. we want to see Gary Sanchez succeed. Oh, absolutely. Cause I mean, Gary if he, if he, if he, if he's having success, then <laughs> that's huge for them. Yeah. And Gary Sanchez at one point, I believe, was one for his last 12 and had like nine strikeouts. And that is also a raise for concern. And people on Yankee Twitter who want to defend Gary Sanchez will, will look at his weighted runs created and all the advanced uh, statistics. I, I don't buy it. And I know batting average isn't everything in baseball anymore. But if a guy can't even hit 200, I don't care what the advanced stats say. So the hitting, in a way, definitely a concern of mine. Along with the hitting is, with the other concern that I have, is the Yankees' philosophy um, offensively. And I know I just talked about it a little bit, but are they going to be this team that we're gonna we're gonna win a championship uh, our way, which is we're gonna hit home runs, and if we hit home runs, that we win games, and we do, and if we don't, then that's just the way it went. Uh, or are they going to be a team that guys kind of take the DJ LeMahieu approach? They're going to put the ball in play. Uh, they're going to move runners over. They're going to strike out less. Uh, one thing I've liked so far is guys going first to third, uh, specifically Aaron Judge. Yeah. First to third the other night and slide and get up and he was fine. Uh, so that was obviously a great sign. Uh, and, of course, with injuries, that's another thing. But those are just more so on the offensive end for me are my concerns because that's what has been our Achilles heel in the postseason uh, ever since really going back to 2017. Uh, Joe, what are some of your concerns? So, I mean, 
I mean, I mean, I mean, my 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 top concerns are just the bats overall. I mean, the Yankees literally have the worst average batting average of any team this spring training. They're at two sixteen. That is dead last, literally dead last. Um, and and that hasn't been good. Um, and you're talking about they're not, they're not facing elite pitching every single day here. Um, the one thing I will say though, before I go any further, is you have to think that maybe not the last week of spring training, but especially early on, these guys, you know, Yankees, the Yankee hitters are getting, you know, one, maybe two plate appearances, then they go up to three. But then over the course of that too, they're facing a new pitcher probably every time they come up more times than not. So a big thing with hitting is you get to see the same guy at least two or three times each game. You know, that's why we've heard in the past too, that, you know, uh, 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 pitchers and, and things like that. They'll, they'll, uh, coaches will say, oh, we got to get the pitcher out before the guy faces the lineup for the third time um, in a game. So that's one thing that I think kind of like you have to put a little bit of an asterisk by like the, the average because there are a lot of variables that you don't actually see during the regular season. Um, but to individually analyze a couple people that I'm a little concerned about, um, you know, I'm not really too concerned about guys like Judge or Stanton. Um, I think Judge actually said about a week ago or something like that, that um, he's not really worried about the power, even though he's only hit one homer, um, because he's actually just been working on other things at the plate. I think that's great. Um, if that's the case, then that, that's a little bit less concerning. Um, but some of the guys individually that I am concerned about, we've talked about Gary. Um, I'm not going to go any further about Gary. We've already, you know, we, we've hit upon him a lot already. Um, but a couple other guys that I, that I would like to have seen a little bit more of Aaron Hicks. <laughs> Aaron Hicks is a difference maker for the Yankees if he actually plays well and hits well. But right now he's batting 206. That's not good. And I know the Yankees love him because he sees a lot of pitches. He works the count, blah, 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 blah. Well, that's great. You can work the count all you want, but if you're not actually getting hits or getting on base, well, then that's a whole other thing. And I know he draws his walks and his on-base percentage usually isn't that bad, but, you know, 206 is 206. You know, swing the bat every once in a while. Um, Luke Voigt, I know we're not going to see him for a little bit, but this spring, 219, not great. I, didn't, Fra- I wasn't even sure it was that high. Yeah, Clint Frazier. You know, this is finally his first year where he walked, he came into spring training, didn't have to have the nerves of worrying about uh, having a starting spot or anything like that. Guess what? He's batting 220. You know, that's not great either. And guess what Brett Gardner's hitting? 310. Okay. So that's, that's another thing that I'm concerned about. Um, and then <laughs> you, you, you might, you might get mad at me for saying this a little bit, but DJ, 239. Okay. I just, I, I, there are some Yankee bats in there. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. I didn't even mention one guy. Um, I need to actually, uh, I need to actually find him here. I'm looking at some of the statistics. Oh, he doesn't actually even qualify, but another guy is Gio. Gio has not been doing well whatsoever. I don't, I can't find his average here as I'm looking on my phone. Um, but the thing with Gio that, I will say is, you know, he's obviously coming off that injury and it might take a little, him a little bit longer to kind of get back into the, the flow. But I, I've thought this for, for a couple of years. 
Gio is a guy who is a tremendous fielder. You know he's going to field really well. The hitting, I'm still not completely sold on. And I, I just wish if you could take Gio and Miguel Andujar and literally combine them, oh, my God, the Yankees would be set at third base forever. But it's funny how that works. You know, it seems like we never can actually get, you know, just the perfect player. It's like, okay, well, we got Gio. He's going to hit pretty well. Maybe we know he's going to get fielding. Andujar, oh, that guy can really hit, but he's a butcher in the field. I mean, he's terrible. Um, and he hasn't, got, he hasn't gotten any better, you know. Um, so I think that's the main concern as, as far as, as those are my main concerns. Pitching, to be completely honest, I don't have many concerns about the pitching. I think it's solid. I think it's fine. I think our pitching is actually better than it has been probably in the past couple of years. I really do. Um, if I had to have a concern about the pitching, it's just the, the bullpen depth maybe right now. Um, the Justin Wilson situation is a little concerning. We're, we're still going to have to see what exactly is going on with him. Um, but also, too, I don't think the Yankees were banking on Justin Wilson being a huge key out of the bullpen necessarily. I think they were looking at him as, okay, solid piece. Maybe, you know, yeah, exactly. You know, maybe we can use him in different situations. But I don't think they were they were planning on utilizing him in these high leverage situations. So, as far as as far as the as far as the pitching is concerned, if anything, it's just the bullpen depth a little bit. Um, I think Chad Green will be fine. Uh, Chappie's going to be fine. Um, I hope you know Britain. That that's that's actually you know that's why there's a little bit of concern. You know he won't be back for a little bit. That's going to really stink. Um, but if they can if they can piece stuff together in the bullpen and actually get some length out of their starters, um, I think that's huge. Um, so so those are. Those are my main concerns, um, but I do have to say at the same time, I think the Yankees are they're going to be okay. Um, I think they're I think they're in a position where if they can at least, um, you know, get four or five runs a game and have you know pretty good pitching, I think they're going to be fine. I they have the keys to success. It's just a matter of if everyone can stay healthy. Yeah, and I think some of those guys you mentioned, when they get from the spring training schedule where they're the they're getting consistent at bats every day, they're not going from playing uh, one spring training game to now I'm off for two days and I'm taking batting practice on a field, you know, behind uh, George and Steinbrenner, and then um, I think you'll see those guys hit. I'm with you on Gio Urshela. I he's a guy that I I would love it if Gio can be that hitter that we've seen the past year and a half we'll call it um, but like you said I've never been sold just because it came out of nowhere yeah um, but I think a guy like DJ LeMahieu I think he'll be fine uh, I think Clint Frazier when it's all said and done I think he'll find his groove um, and like you said you don't get too concerned with guys like Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton uh and I think even those guys this spring have had good at bats. And I know Stanton's been, I know he's been raking at the plate and um, he's cut down on his strikeouts a little bit. So you love yeah. to see that. Uh, it's that catching spot and maybe that third base spot that I think maybe you look at a little bit as far as offensive production from. Personally, with the lineup the Yankees have, I don't think they need 35 home runs and 70, 80 RBIs from the catching spot. I just think that someone who can go up and can put together competitive at-bats and put the ball in play and not strike out, you know, every one out of every, you know, five times that he goes up there, Yeah. which 
is what we've seen from Sanchez the past couple of years. Because strikeout rate has gone up the past two or three years. Yeah. And, oh, and one one thing, one other thing that I wanted to know about some of my concerns, the the Yankees bench. Um, the one guy I'm a little concerned, like actually not a little concerned about, the one guy I am concerned about because just I feel like we go through the same thing every year. Like he's a good utility player, but Tyler Wade is not <laughs> – Tyler Wade is not really that great of an option, in my opinion. I just, I just, I think that is he a good fielder? Yes. Does he have speed? Yes. But you can only use your speed if you actually get on base. And I, I just don't think I, he's he doesn't have a major league bat. He just doesn't. Um, and as far as and we've seen, the Yankees love to rest their guys, which means Tyler Wade is going to get plenty of at bats at different times, especially early on in the year. Um, so. That is that is my other concern as far as the, the bench aspect of things goes. And also, it is a little weird. I know that the Yankees are keeping Mike Talkman, and I don't know what the other option would have been. I think it is a good, I think it is a good choice for them to keep Mike Talkman. But now they're going to have five outfielders. Two, two, two guys who play the outfield on the bench, and then you're going to have, you know, uh, I – I don't even want to say this. I mean, it's a good insurance policy if, in case, you know, Judge or Stanton or Hicks gets hurt or something like that. Um, but, you know, it's I, – with Talkman, I, I like I like the guy, but I just I, – I don't think the Yankees have a really good bench right now um, as far as – I think Talkman's good when he has consistent at-bats, but I don't think he's going to get that with the, the way the Yankees are currently built. I mean, because right now, what is it? It's Frazier, Gardner, and then Talkman. That's yep. what it is. Um, and I would highly doubt if um, Gardner, unless there's an injury, you're not seeing Gardner and Talkman and Frazier both in all, in all in there at the same time. I mean, the only way that happens is if there's an injury of some sort. So, you know, that's my, that's my other concern about Talkman and, and just the Yankees bench a little bit. But like I said, you know, I think there's there are plenty of there's going to be plenty of uh, you know hits throughout the lineup. It's just a matter of we need that consistency just from everyone. Um, and hey, that's the name of the game in baseball. So that's what it, I think that's what it really comes down to at this point. So Joe, you've been through uh, the ringer with your vaccination shots. Uh, first of all, how are you feeling? I know you got your second one. What was it yesterday? Yeah. Uh, how are you feeling after both of your shots? So the first shot, I had no issues whatsoever. Um, the second shot, I didn't think I was going to have too many issues, um, but did end up with um, a pretty bad headache. Um, I think I had a little bit of a fever, nothing too, too crazy. Um, but the, the thing was, I got, the sh- I got my shot around like 1130 a.m., so timeline wise, usually what people say is you start to feel any side effects about 12 hours later. So thankfully, I was actually able to finish up my night at work without any issues. Um, and I think the heart of like when I was dealing with symptoms or anything like that from the second shot was when I was sleeping. So, you know, I made sure to stay hydrated um, I made sure to, you know, just do the little things. You're not really supposed to take Tylenol or anything like that with your shot because um, it's like they're worried that that might like complicate the way the vaccine like is trying to actually like do its thing within your body. Um, don't you like that? It was a really good like medical description of how to, uh, how to do that. But um, I think uh, I, but, but yeah, it's, 
it wasn't too, too bad. I'm feeling pretty good right now. I just had a little bit of a headache, so nothing, nothing too crazy. And, um, but the reason we brought that up was because, you know, we were talking a little bit on a past episode about if, if you, if we have the vaccine, will, will we be a little bit more comfortable to go, like actually maybe go to a Yankee game? And I definitely think for myself, yes. Um, I'm still a little hesitant just because, you know, this is still a very serious thing. There's a reason we've been like going through all the crap of the pandemic for the past year. Um, but you know, what, what are your thoughts, Matt? So my first vaccination date is April 4th. So, um, I have already actually purchased tickets. Um, You have, I have, I'll be going May 1st with, um, with my stepdad, uh, to the stadium, see them play the tigers. And then I'm going with. Um, back with my stepdad, my mom, and my girlfriend on July 3rd for a little Subway Series action. Um, I definitely, regardless of getting the vaccination uh, or not, definitely wanted to go back uh, for me. And whether I was vaccinated or not, it's not me being so like ignorant to the point of where I'm saying, oh, this isn't anything, and not to get on the political side of it, um, because obviously this is a serious uh, thing we're dealing with. Oh, for sure. But I've been going to baseball games since, you know, I was like nine or 10 years old. So for me not going last year, it sucked. Um, And I definitely, uh, I'm anticipating getting back in there. I know it's not going to be the full capacity and I don't expect it to be, but just to get back to go down there, get back into the stadium, uh, be able to watch, uh, you know, some baseball live. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Um, I just, I can't wait to go. Uh, so. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's super exciting. And yeah, I think it's, it's nice that, um, you know, we kind of have, you know, our opinions, I have no, I have no problem with, I, like, I, I, it's, it's my, it, for me personally, it's just, I'm probably leaning more toward the side of, you know, being a little bit more cautious. Um, and I said this on a various amount of conversations, platforms, different things like that. There is no wrong way to handle the pandemic. If you feel comfortable doing something, you feel comfortable doing something. If you don't, you don't. Um, and my opinion might change on whether or not I want to go to a game this year too. Um, and and it, that'll just come with a little bit more time. I think that will, that will it'll change a little bit more too. Once we see like, you know, these next couple of months and how more people get vaccinated and, you know, how many people they're actually allowing in these, these stadiums. I think a big thing too is, you know, they're allowing a certain amount of people in stadiums and they're not just doing that because they can, they're doing that because, you know, there's, there's health analytics and data that says like, okay, this amount of people is potentially safe. Um, and obviously it varies from state to state. We don't need to go into how, you know, like, oh, well, in Texas, they don't even think the coronavirus exists because they're just going to have 43,000 people there on opening day. And then at Yankee Stadium, they're going to have, what, 20% capacity, blah, blah, blah. You know, that, that's, a, that's a whole thing I don't really even want to get into. It is what it is. But my, my, my main thought is, like, super excited that you're going to be headed down for a couple of games at a couple of different times, and you're going to have a blast, I know. And, um, yeah, hopefully down the stretch things will get a little bit better and uh, a lot better, actually. I, we, we don't need things to get a little better. We need things to get a lot better. 
Um, but yeah, I'm super excited for that. And with that in mind, let's just talk about opening day real quick um, before before we wrap things up. Very excited. Um, the beauty of my work schedule, um, you don't you. This is the one thing that you don't have, Matt. That I do. Actually, oh, did you take the day off? <laughs> I did not take the day off. My mom would kill me if I took the day off. I um, Mike, the company I work for there's a plant in the states and there's a plant in um up in canada yeah actually it's up in canada so our plant manager is having and all the leads and coordinators are having some kind of like a meeting or whatever with um the people at the uh zoom obviously with the uh people up in canada yep so we're at like 12 30 12 45 ish so i'm uh-huh. gonna be in time so yeah if not i'd be listening to the game or something uh, but. <laughs> yeah i'll be i will be locked in that's one of the beauties of my schedule is i don't i don't usually start my work day until around three three or four o'clock in the afternoon and um the other beauty is when i'm actually in the office i have a tv right at my desk because you know that's the beauty of being a sports writer I didn't see um, that. <laughs> so you know it's it's the best it's the best part of it so Super excited for opening day. Um, you know, I really hope that Garrett Cole has a good outing. Uh, the, uh, the Blue and the Blue Jays are going to be a good opponent. Um, the Blue Jays are good. The Blue Jays are very good. I think they're going to be a very pesky, um, a very pesky team this year. I think they're going to kind of be, if not exactly like, very similar to what the Rays have kind of been like to the Yankees for the past couple of years. Um, it's funny because you know. Yes, that and that's. Springer, that's a, I don't think Springer will be ready. Yep. Kirby Yates. Grade two oblique strain, and they, I know they were saying like he might be ready in like five. No, I mean we've seen Yankees with grade two oblique strains, and they're out for like three years. Yankees, <laughs> the Yankees are the exception to the injury bug. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, and then Kirby Yates, I think has to. They're saying Tommy John surgery is recommended. Yeah, uh, that's a huge blow to their bullpen. And obviously, I think if there's another starter that yeah, was it Robbie Ray? He fell down some stairs. Yeah, did you did you hear what happened though? No, he was like carrying his kid, and he like oh, fell I down the it. stairs. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's all good. It's all good because you know he you know he's carrying his kid and he fell down the stairs. Like the kid's totally fine, but okay. you know he kind of his elbow kind of embraced the fall, but. I always, I mean, there are some very bizarre injuries that happen to baseball players. I mean, it's like a couple of years ago, there, I think it was a guy on the San Francisco Giants. I cannot remember his name, but like he hurt his back putting his pants on or taking his pants off. Or, I don't, you know, yeah. do you remember what, you remember that at all? I remember. I don't remember the, uh, the exact player. Was I it Hunter that. Strickland? It, yes. Yes. Was that it? Yeah. Okay. That just, that name it just kind of popped in. I was trying to think who it was. I know Blake Snell like broke his big toe or something because he dropped something on it or whatever. <laughs> he was in the bathroom at, at a hotel or whatever. The weirdest, and then and then the other weird one was when Trevor Bauer like cut his finger flying a drone. Troubleshooting could, his drone. <laughs> because <laughs> like what what else would Trevor Bauer be doing other than cutting himself flying a drone? Yeah, he talked about that actually in depth. It was funny. He's like, yeah, it was three a.m. I was in my hotel room. I was troubleshooting my drone and it was on and yep cut my finger open have you ever have, have you ever flown a drone before no so i've i me personally i haven't either but i've literally like been standing right next to 
people who have and it's just like it's so terrifying because you know drones are so expensive and obviously you take out insurance policies on them but like if I was ever actually flying one I would be so panicked like oh my god I'm going to just completely destroy this thing or it's going to be out of range and then it's just going to like fall from the sky (laughs) (laughs) that's the one thing that I'd be super either that or like who knows like I accidentally like run into a bird with it or you know hit a power oh just there's so many things I wouldn't even trust I wouldn't even trust myself it's these are the things these are the things that I get concerned about you know hitting birds hitting power lines with a drone you know (laughs) these are things that go through my head sometimes it's not good it's not this my my head can be a scary place sometimes Trevor Bauer cutting himself couldn't happen to couldn't happen to a better guy yeah oh absolutely absolutely but yeah super excited for opening day and before we actually wrap things up before when we were just um before we uh hit, hit record here we were talking a little bit about we, i know we mentioned it last week um my sports food madness tournament which uh you can vote which you can vote for on my twitter at joey lafranca um there's a big matchup going on today matt that you're a little perturbed about do you want to tell the people what, what you're a little upset about if you're gonna vote do the right thing people vote nachos <laughs> Nachos is currently trailing. Um, tacos, I don't know by what the exact numbers are. Joe, I don't know. Maybe you can pull up the numbers. I can pull up. I can pull up the numbers real quick. You just have to. You just have to ramble have, on for another couple seconds so we don't have dead air. I have nachos going all the way in my bracket. I believe they're the sixth seed. Um, they're they're trailing tacos. It can't. Big big update. Big update. Nachos is ahead now. That's what that's what I'm talking about. That's 50, fifty-one percent to forty-nine percent now. Ooh. So this is this is Barely this this could it. be a barn burn. Now there's also you know the 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 other thing you have to account for is you know um, there are no Dominion uh, voting machines or um, anything <laughs> like that, and there won't be any late night stuffings of the ballots or anything. This is a very um, people voting. This this is a this is a tournament very of integrity, huh? <laughs> It's a very, this is a very uh, transparent voting process. Yes, very transparent. You know, I mean, if you really wanted to, you could, you could definitely, um, you know, create some burner accounts on Twitter if you want as well. Um, But my, I mean, my, my main thing that I'm looking, looking at, huh? What, who or what do you have winning? I had mozzarella sticks actually winning. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I, I had. I'm trying to remember exactly who I had because I, I just filled one out for fun because like you know I feel a little awkward though like when you create the tournament it's kind of hard to like fill out a bracket yourself too you know I mean I guess you can but um, the matchups that I'm looking forward to in the second round that I think sh- should be absolute barn burners um, is actually kind of comes in the comes in the sweet treats region where, where we got like some of the desserts for the second round. I mean, these haven't come out yet, but they'll be able, you'll be able to vote on it these next couple of days. We have um, cupcakes against peanut butter cups. I think that's big. I think that's big. I took um, peanut butter cups. And then, I mean, talk about this one brownies against chocolate chip cookie. That's, that's a tough one. That I is tough. I don't even know what I'd pick. I'm trying to find what I picked. Okay, sweet. I, I took. I took chocolate chip cookie. Interesting. So this is the I'm main a big brownie person. Really? Yeah. See, if if cosmic it's a night. Brownies are like... Oh, cosmic brownies are good. They're not the oh, real yeah. thing. No, they're not. <laughs> they're not the real thing, but they're good. No. Um, for so okay, so important question here for chocolate chip cookie. 
are you a like do you like a crunchy chocolate chip cookie or do you like a soft and doughy chocolate chip cookie soft and doughy yeah oh i, I think that's the only way to have it you, you know be able to take a cookie and like bounce it off the floor no that's not good you know what's really good though is when you can have like a nice it's like right out of the oven it has a good undercarriage that's kind of crispy on the bottom but like you know over the top it's like kind of nice and doughy it's kind of like yeah. when you have a nice piece of pizza you know, there's no flop involved and it's, it's just a nice like crispy bottom and the, but that on the top is where all the goodness is, you know, that's, that's what I'm looking for in a chocolate chip cookie. I saw pizza was running it up today on. Oh, the, on I'm telling you, I mean, pizza has a pizza is going to have to go through some good teams to make it all the way. But I mean, pizza is just that, that is the sports food. They're it, the golden state warriors of the, the I'm, I'm telling you though you know what the two seed is in the, in, the, in that region with pizza is chicken wings so they're gonna have to probably go through chicken wings it goes hand in hand that's 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 pizza that's and chicken tough. wings yeah that's that's it's Oof. really what it's really what you're in the mood for i think i mean personally uh, if you if i had pizza against chicken wings i think i'd have to go with pizza but i mean that's a tough that's that's tough to decide that's really tough it's like, I mean, and I think the other one of the other matchups that's actually out today is hot dog against French fries. Uh, give me French fries. I owe oh, me too, but like, you know, those are two things that like usually go together. Yeah, yeah. And so now we're kind of tearing, now we're kind of tearing the family apart a little bit here. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not, I think I've said this on the past, I'm not a hot dog guy. No. No, just never, never have been either. <laughs> never, never have been. Um, but yeah, so I mean, feel free to go ahead and vote on my Twitter at Joey LaFranca. Lots of fun with as far as that's concerned. But any closing thoughts, Matt, before we wrap things up? Uh, no, but if you're going to vote, go vote nachos. <laughs> vote, vote nachos for Matt. Vote nachos for Matt. Have you found out, by the way, all the other places that people can listen to our, our podcast? I have not. We're on episode seven now. I feel like I, you, I feel like you should be doing this. This will just become a staple. It just will become a staple. So you can listen to us, though, on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify. And is there any other places where people can listen to us? Or is it all those other places that you're not aware of? I'm sure there are. Okay. Okay. And check out the Instagram account, which Matt is doing a really good job with. Lots of fun. That's a fun account. You've made that really awesome. Yeah, it's cool. I like doing it. And we got a big shout out a couple weeks ago. You want to tell us about that before we, we get out of here? Oh yeah, the uh, it's a New York uh, Yankees history page. They post great content. Uh, they gave us a nice little uh, shout out to help um, help our page and of course the podcast grow. So that was cool of them. Yeah, but, uh, I thought I thought that I thought that was awesome. It was funny how I found out about that. Was it was actually one of one of my friends said, "Hey, your podcast got a shout out," and I was like, "From from who?" and uh they they said who it was and i was like oh that's really cool and then i then i texted you and i i just hadn't been aware of it and i think i think by the time i had reached out to you about it you had already known um yeah. but yeah i thought i thought that i thought that was really cool so props to uh yankees history and um props to uh props to us for getting through another episode with my cat only meowing a couple times i think he's got i think honestly he's got to continue making appearances on the pod now i agree I think it's part of it. Vicious meows today, though. I hope he's okay. <laughs> Vicious meows. Not good. Not good. But as we, uh, as we wrap things up, I don't think we'll be recording again um, before opening day. So we're both looking forward to opening day. We will have some reflections on 
first couple of games here coming up uh, next week. But, Matt, go ahead, sign us out. All right. It's been fun talking with all you guys. Uh, Joe, I hope that headache goes away. Thank I know you. I'm looking forward hitting some wall scraping home runs and spring trips. Not, not helping that. the cause. No? Okay. Well, like I said, it's been fun talking with you guys. But for now, we're actually in the Yankee Chambers. Yeah. <laughs>